Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hockey Writers Fantasy Forecheck Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jacob Strozik. And I'm here, as always, as Jacob Billington. And as usual, we're going to be going through this week's fantasy trends, players to drop, pick up, sit, start, and uh, teams that you should be watching for uh, any general fantasy impact and teams that you should be avoiding picking up players from as well. Before we go into anything else, we're going to start with our question of the week, uh, which I think is kind of a fun one considering it's the start of the year. Uh, When you find a young player isn't performing well, do you still put them in your lineup for hopes that they just get sparked and produced like you assume they would? Or do you sit them for a veteran that you feel you might have a little bit more confidence in? Yeah, if they're, I, I usually wait until they start producing a bit more to put them in. Um, obviously, it depends on how your roster is. Sometimes you only have the bare minimum forwards or defensemen, whatever. Um, but if somebody's struggling to produce, I'll leave them on the bench and wait for them to get that that two point game really start getting to go. So you wouldn't. So even if you say let's use Bedard as a as a big hypothetical, would you still sit him in favor of someone? that might be a little bit more of a veteran comparatively. Well, it all, it all depends. So if it's like, if I've got Marcus Foligno in my lineup, I'm going to keep Bedard in, uh, instead of him, um, even yeah. though Foligno's having a great year. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's like Nazem Kadri, who also is not having the best start to the year, I might put Kadri in over Bedard if they're both at the same level of kind of, nobody's really performing right now. Um, but yeah, and part of that is because once the flames start clicking, they have all the talent to really be a good team. Chicago doesn't. Um, so I, I believe in Calgary more than Chicago right now, and that's the biggest part of it. Okay, fair enough. And I, I mainly ask because I have a few player, a few young players on uh, on my other league that isn't our uh, hockey writers one. And, yes. you know, I've been bitten a couple times when I'm like, all right, sit Fantilli, play somebody else. And then he scores two points. And I'm like, okay, play him. And then he doesn't score a couple of points. So I'd like to see if somebody else has a different mentality to deal with that type of a situation. See, and I like to, that's why I like to stay away from the young guys because there's no consistency with them. So like even Bedard, he might score 40 goals this year. I don't know, but he doesn't have that consistency yet. It might be in a 60 game span and then 20 games, he does nothing. So, no, no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's, yeah. As someone who's dealing with it, it can get a little frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about players that don't frustrate us. Let's do some uptrend players that are kind of on some hot streaks, some players that might not be rostered at 100% or even at like 90% that you can uh, pick up. You got anybody that really stood out to you in the past week? Yeah, I'll start with Luke Hughes. Um, he's got uh, the game isn't over yet, but between the last two games and the first two periods of tonight's game, um, he's currently sitting with five assists in his last three games. He's doing fantastic. Um, another two point night tonight. Um, he's just he's really working his way up that lineup on the Devils, and there's so much offense on the Devils. And Tyler Toffoli looks fantastic. Um, so there's just so much goal scoring to go around on that team, and with his talents, like it's. It's impossible not to not to have faith in picking him up if if you have the chance to. He's rostered at seventy seven percent on Yahoo right now, um, so good chance he's not available in most of your leagues. But have a look; he is worth picking up right now. Yeah, you you mentioned Toffoli, who was somebody that I was going to kind of put into this uptrend category, but 
you know, most of the things that I've seen, he's rostered at like 85 to almost 90% of leagues at this point. So I don't think he's really available for any sort of pickup. But if you got him, good on you for thinking about it before anybody else. Because he did this a bunch of times in Calgary last year, too, where he just had some big scoring streaks. And I think he's fitting really in fitting in really well with the Devils there. Um, just as that quick side note, I like Luke Hughes. I am disappointed I wasn't able to get him in either of my leagues so far. I missed him just by a little bit in my keeper league. So I'm a little bit frustrated about it because I was like, he's going to have a really good year at that Devils team. They're just so fun to watch. Uh, all right. Uh, first one up on my list, uh, I want to talk about Cam Atkinson. Over the years, he's been, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down as far as his fantasy performance goes. But I like where he's at right now. He's got five points in his last three games, and the Flyers aren't really that bad of a team right now. So as he keeps rolling, they'll keep rolling. I think he'll still rake in a couple more points. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to make it like a 10, 15-game, you know, point streak or something like that. But I, I think he'll throw an assist in there, throwing in a couple goals. He's a goal scorer first, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, toss in a hat trick in the next probably 10, 15 games either. Yeah. I, I really like him. Um, he's, he, he's great. And like you said, he's been up, down, up, down, up, down in terms of fantasy. Um, but he he's one of the few players that really knows um, John Tortorella played with him in Columbus as well. Um and there doesn't hasn't been any issues, at least that we can see on the outside between him and the coach. And that's kind of the big thing when you're looking at a Flyers, uh, picking up a Flyers player. I wonder how many people drafted Morgan Frost, who's been scratched for what five games in a row now, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the coach is a huge wild card with that. Obviously, once the team starts to kind of flounder a bit, all the players are too. Um, I'm, I talked about it last week with Travis Sanheim. I'm a huge fan of him so far this year. He's been one of my best players, um, especially on the back end. But like the, anything can happen at any time with the Flyers. So I would look at him as a short-term position, um, maybe like 20 games and then drop him. That's just that's how I would look at that. No, I, I agree with you. Just a good somebody to kind of fill in that spot, get you those couple extra points. Uh, or if you're you need a little extra goal support in your category leagues, he's somebody that can give you a boost there uh, throughout the week. Um, I got a couple more. Who do you got? Uh, I only have two for this one. So my second one is Ryan Strom. Um, he's okay. been playing fantastic in Anaheim. Um, he's got seven points, two of them being goals in his last four games. Um, and he's only rostered at, I think it was 13%. I was just looking before we hopped on here. Um, if you can snag him, absolutely do it. Uh, I trust that you're not going to steal him from me tonight, but I used all my ads for this week. Um, so I'm, I have to wait till tomorrow to pick him up. Um, but I just noticed him sitting there on the waiver wire and I'm like, really? Like he's been doing pretty good. And um, yeah. And I was amazed to see he's only at 13%. So. If it makes you feel any better, I used all my ads for this week too. So I can't take <laughs> them away from you. So I, I will leave them to you out of respect for your choice. I won't pick them up. I promise. I can't guarantee <laughs> what the other um, midnight 2 a.m. snagging people are going to do. But either way, (laughs) um, I'm going to piggyback off of your uh, Anaheim topic. I want to throw in uh, Frank Vetrano. Yeah. We've got another hat trick. He has eight goals in eight games. 
I'll be honest, I didn't have that in my bingo card to start the season, but I am absolutely here for it. I I have always liked Vetrano, no matter where he's played. I think he's just a cool player to watch. He's a very hardworking player, and it's nice to see him get that little extra success. And he's playing those top-end minutes, and he's thriving in those top minutes. At this point, I'm not saying he's a pick-up-and-drop candidate. I'm saying pick him up and let it ride at this point. Yeah, yeah I mean, eight goals in eight games isn't something that's going to last forever. Um, but, like, he, I don't think he's going to slow down. He's shown to be a good player. Like, he can be uh, a 40-point player. He did it in Anaheim last year. He did it in – was it Florida or Boston that he got his 40 points? I don't know. Um, but Pretty sure it was Florida. Like it's not like he's never hit 40 points or anything. Um, yeah. And he's – not old yet. He's 29. Um, so it's not very common to see a player take that next step at this age, but it's not unheard of either. Like some players do kind of find their game this late in their development and whatever. I think that it could be a huge stepping stone for him. And I think that he could build off this for the rest of the year and moving forward. Yeah. I think he could probably finish above that 40 mark. I, I bet you he finishes in that almost 60 mark if he just keeps up the not not necessarily the goal scoring pace but just his overall production pace goal scoring i think he's somewhere in the 30 to maybe 35 range if he you know just keeps putting up decent amount of goals throughout the next you know couple of months but yeah. hey who knows maybe he could be 40 that that would be fun to watch frank vetrano scoring 40 goals in anaheim that could be interesting well i mean look at carter verhage like it's yeah. the same thing verhage's a bit younger but um not by much like it's the exact same yeah. kind of situation. It's just somebody comes out of nowhere. And um, like I said, just that later development path and who knows. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Um, you say you got nobody else. So I'll just kind of jump into uh, my next one. I have Nick Schmaltz. I flip flop on him every year in fantasy because he has good streaks and then he has nothing streaks. And I don't know where, to find the balance of picking him up and not picking him up because I'm always wrong every single time I try to pick yeah. up myself and then he just goes on a cold streak. Um, but right now he's on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, he's got five points in his last four games. Uh, he's also on a four game point streak. Could be the time to uh, snatch him up. If you believe that he can continue to maintain that pace for another, I'd say three, four, five games at the very max. I'm not sure if he'll keep it up beyond that. But Arizona Arizona doesn't look that bad this year. So I I wouldn't put it past him to be able to actually accomplish something like that. Yeah, um, I I did have him at the start of the year. um, And I believe it was the same trade that I traded away Sam Reinhardt, unfortunately. Um, And it was like it was before the season even really started. Just positionally, um, I Mm -hmm. needed to make a change. So did the other uh, manager. Um, So it wasn't it was a pretty even value trade for day one of the season. Um, it was more so just the position swap. I wasn't giving up on him. I really like Schmaltz. Um, but another one that bit me on a trade on an early trade. Um, and I'm not usually one to make those early trades, but again, it was just, it made sense positionally for me and the other manager. And it's really bite me. And I learned my lesson. Yeah. We've had, just as a mini sidetrack here, we've had a lot of trades going on this year, especially yeah. compared to last year. There were what, maybe four total all last season. There were no, there was a lot of waiver movement last year, but there was yeah. no really active in our, in our chat. 
there was half the amount of teams and this year there's just so many more teams and there's a lot more trades going on. I'm here for it. I like the movement. I think it's fun. I really like it too. I want to see all 17 teams trading except for me. Um, I usually lose the trade somehow. Um, you just made another could... one, didn't you? Uh, not yet. Oh, yes, I did actually. Um, you I got rust, I... didn't you? Yeah, I had too many centers and I traded. Uh... Who did I trade? Chandler Stevenson for Brian Rust, I believe. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty good, and I did that because I figured um, I had an open spot that I could pick up uh, Paul Cotter, who actually I'll mention him with the pickups. He's had a great start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just I'll throw that one in really quick. And another one did pop into my mind that I'll get to uh, when we're done this little com- uh, conversation. But um, yeah, like I, I love seeing all the movement. It's it's a lot of fun because. It, it shows that everybody's active and really staying invested in the league. Yeah, that's the best part about something like that. Um, all right. Well, you say you had somebody in mind that popped in your head. Go ahead. Throw it in there. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to throw in Ridley Gregg. Um, I assume most okay. people have caught on already, but Ottawa Senators, he's playing the third line center, flip-flopping between third and second line, depending on how they ice the practice lines. Uh, but he's up to seven points in eight games. Um, he had a multi multi point game for the first time in his career last night or two nights ago. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's been playing fantastic. He's leading the rookie class in points. Um, I didn't check his Yahoo page before we started recording, but I'm sure he's not very highly rostered right now. Uh, so definitely try and pick him up. I think he's listed as just a center, which is a little bit tough because a lot of people have their center spots filled up, but if you have, if you have room for him, absolutely pick him up. Yeah, I'm trying to find him. My app is taking absolutely forever to load right now. Uh, he's got to be in the pickup section. G-R-I-G, right? No, G-R-E-I. Yeah. He, he's on waivers. He's right rostered now. at 5%. Yeah, and that's plus two in the past week. So um, he is listed just at center. Um, I don't know who dropped him yesterday, but. Yeah, no, he's I listed at just center. Last week, he had a goal, two assists, plus two, seven shots, seven hits, two blocks. Yeah. On the season, he's two goals, five assists, plus seven, 18 shots, 14 hits, three blocks. So he's productive as heck right now, especially yeah. as far as last week is concerned. He's hot, hot. Love to see that. All right. Uh, I have one more on my list, and that's uh, Jaden Schwartz from Seattle. He's got four points in his last three games. Uh, he's also, yeah, he's. I was gonna say he's playing a lot of minutes. He's getting a lot of opportunity in Seattle right now, and they're they're not doing great, but they're not doing terrible either at the moment. So there's potential for even more. And what's nice about Schwartz is he's listed as center and left wing, so you get a multi-purpose player there. And that's something that can add a heck of a lot of value from somebody who's shooting the puck a lot as well. Yeah, um, I like Schwartz. He's always been like a really kind of underrated, um, just, I don't know, like a perfect middle six player that you always want on your team. You're always kind of hearing about once in a while, um, but definitely flies under the radar in terms of fantasy. Yeah, I've had I've had him in the past and he's been a boom or bust for me, but I'm riding the train. I picked him up in one league. I'm going to pick him up in my other league, too. We will see. We will see. 
Uh, all right. Rostered at 8% right now, plus five in the past week. He, yeah. He's doing he good. rostered at about 50-something percent in on ESPN. So not, not super high. He's definitely someone that you could still grab. Yep. Okay. I have some downtrend players. Uh, I have three in mind. How many you got? Uh, I also have three. Okay. Uh, start us off hot. Uh, Connor Brown. Dump him. He's not getting much of an opportunity anymore. He kind of lost that. And it's kind of all of Edmonton right now. I'm sure in three weeks, I'm going to be saying, all right, now pick him back up. Like he, once he gets going, I think he'll be fine. He missed almost all of last season. He's definitely got some rust in his joints and he's having a tough time getting going, but he's got no points in eight games. There's nothing else to be said about that. Yeah, Ed- Edmonton is unfortunately just miserable right now. We've talked about it for the past couple of weeks, so I'm not going to really hammer home on it. It's just understood at this point. Yeah, if you're, if you're not scoring points, you're not doing anything, it's not worth it. I agree. Drop drop hard. Um, yeah. Another drop hard player for me, uh, JT Comfort. After a bit of a decent start with Detroit, he's got zero points in his last six games. So cold as ever. He's dropping a little bit in ice time too i i wouldn't completely avoid him if you're in you know super deep leagues you might want to uh sit if there's no good pickup available like if you can't swap maybe uh comfort for somebody like schwartz or schmaltz then maybe just bench him but all in all he's a he's a drop sit yeah, I agree. Like, he just hasn't been very good for the past week and a half or so. Um, like you said, he got off to a good start, and I'm sure that he will get back to that point. Um, so I don't know about completely just giving up and abandoning ship and dropping. If you have room on your roster to hang on to him, go ahead, leave him on the bench. But don't don't get too connected because he just hasn't been showing it. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. My second one is going to be Ilya Samsonov. Pretty easy one. He's losing the starter position to Joseph Wall already. Um, I'm sure he's going to bounce back. And right now he's rocking an 841 save percentage and a 3.99 goals against. There's no possible way that he, like that's unsustainably bad. Um, He's going to be back up to around a 900. But right now I, I would be looking for another goalie. Now in a league as deep as ours with 18 players, uh, or 18 managers, it's hard to come across a goalie. Like, there's there's none on waivers in our league. Um, mm-hmm. So if I had Samsonov in our league, I would see if I what, what I could get for him in a trade, or I would just I would hang on to him. Um, I'm not saying drop him immediately if there's nobody to replace him with, but I would keep him on your bench for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. He's somebody I kind of pegged to have a big year this year, so... Yeah. I'm I'm personally disappointed, even though I don't have Samson up in any of my leagues, uh, that he's not performing up to the caliber that I really thought he had the capacity for. You're right. The numbers that he has are just not they're unsustainably bad. That's a great way to put it. Um he'll he'll probably jump up to about at least a 909, 906 save percentage and yeah. maybe a two eight, two nine goals against if he's bouncing back hard. Um, but we'll see. Did you have him in your top 10 goalies when we did that episode? I don't recall. I'll be honest. I don't either. 
I wish I did remember because I would. Be... I don't think so. <laughs> I think I... he might have been in my uh, top fifty players. I don't know if he was in my top ten goalies though. Maybe I don't know. I was hoping you would have to go to back me. to that. Let you know. <laughs> um. All right. I have uh for my next one. Uh, Ivan Barbashev, another player that I thought was gonna you know do a little bit more. Um. But I was also someone who was kind of saying, be a little bit hesitant. I'm not sure if he's going to be, you know, up to the playoff points that he was putting up or the pace that he was putting up at the end of last year. So yeah. I, th- I think he's st- he's still on earth as that, you know, middle six forward. He's getting about 15 minutes of ice time a night, which isn't it's not bad, but he's not producing much with it. He's not really getting any points. He's got a whole two points uh, up to this you know time in the season and you know it's not terrible but it's not good either so he's somebody that isn't necessarily a drop candidate because he still produces in other ways uh but if you have a points league as opposed to category league i would sit him over starting him yeah i mean everybody on vegas is firing on all cylinders except for him right now um i'm sure that he's gonna get going definitely wouldn't be considering dropping him right now um, but again, if you have the room on your roster, hang on to him for a little bit, if not see if he can get any kind of return. Um, but I do think that he will get hot enough pretty soon, maybe finish the season with 55 points. Um, once he really gets going. So like, he is still a good fantasy asset, just mm-hmm. off to a very slow start. Yep. No arguments um, there. Yeah. So my last one. I want you to guess this is the Yahoo roster percentage for Ricard Raquel, who has one assist in eight games. What's his roster number? Is that what you're asking me? Uh, yeah, the percentage of rostered with one oh, assist. Plays on Pittsburgh. And I'll even 22%. give you... percent So he's he's been dropped 18% last week. Ooh. So does that change your guess? Seventeen percent, fifty-three still. No way. Yeah, he no was dropped eighteen percent last week, and is still fifty. Uh, That's insane to me. If you have Ricard Raquel on your team, drop him. That's there's no two ways about it. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now, and on the season he has one assist. He's a plus one. He has eighteen shots, seven hits, and seven blocks. The shots, hits, and blocks are fine, but like, no, get rid of so him. much nothing. Yeah, I I almost had him on my list, but I was like, somebody else is going to talk about this. Somebody else is going to bring it up. Yeah. So I, ah, uh, yes, drop, hundred percent drop. I'm yeah. I'm so sad to see the downfall of Raquel. I think he's, a, I think he's still a good player, but ah uh, man, in fantasy he's just. He's nothing right now. Just he's he's giving nothing. He's not nothing. He's giving yeah. nothing right now. That's worth actually putting him into a lineup. So I I have no qualms with that whatsoever. None. Yeah. Absolutely none. Uh, last one on my list. I have Hampus Lindholm, which is a shame because last season at this point he was really 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 going and he was yeah. probably one of the best scoring defensemen in the league. But he's also doing a whole lot of nothing. So. 
it's it's the same conversation. It's the same exact conversation. So is he a drop candidate? No, he's still, you know, a good defenseman. He'll still get you a couple of shots, a couple of blocks here and there. And he yep. still plays top minutes uh, in Boston. So it's it's worth, you know, waiting for him to heat up. But as far as what he's doing for now, set him. Set him for somebody else. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging like 24 minutes a game and doesn't have a point yet. Like that's that's kind of silly. Enough. No. Um, and his I just brought up his stats as well. He's got not very many shots. What's the total here? 13. He's got two hits. Like that's he never throws hits. He doesn't throw hits, but like what else? Oh, and he's got he's got eleven blocks, so that's not bad. That's what I'm saying. He'll get he'll get you some blocks. It's normally yeah. shots and blocks that you get out of his residuals. Yeah. So yeah, I I would be hanging on to him, but keeping him off to the side for a little while. It's disappointing because yeah. he, he had he had so much firepower last year. So it's it's an absolute shame. Um, last kind of thing to throw in. Uh, this isn't a you know a knock on any specific player or anything else. Um, but as far as teams to avoid and players on those teams to avoid, th- there's only one team that is in Edmonton that's in the conversation. It's San Jose right now. It's absolutely miserable there. Yeah. Zero wins. And they have one point. <laughs> Just avoid every player there at all costs. They have a total of eight goals in eight games as a team. You <laughs> Don't pick up the goaltending because they're getting scored on. It's like a minus 24 goal differential right now. Yeah. It's it's a firing squad. Don't as a Sharks fan, it hurts me, but as a fantasy owner, it hurts me a little bit more to see that happen. So just avoid the Sharks like the plague. Yeah. They're, they're going to be really good down the road with Willie Meckland and Will Smith and Macklin Celebrini or Cole Iserman, whoever they end up getting in the draft this year. But Oh, we yeah, can only hope. There's going to be a lot of firepower on that team in like four years, but for right now, just stay very far away from them. Yeah, the goaltending is miserable too. Not that I blame Mackenzie Blackwood. I still think he's a good goaltender, but he's been sent off to basically be executed in San Jose at this point. Pretty it's, much. It's really, really sad. Yeah. Bet you the Devils wish they held on to him. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? Anybody else you want to chat about? Burning ideas nope. in your brain? That's all I got. Um, There's not too bad of a week for me and you were up against each other this week. and That's right. You got, you got me. Uh, you're up 7-2 now. You have a couple more players playing tonight, and I don't have any. Um, I had no goals this, this week. I had five goals in total. Four of them were from my defense, and two of them were Jacob Chikrin. So um, <laughs> I just – none of my forwards that were going at all. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I will definitely be gloating about it all this week just <laughs> to remind you that this happened until the next time we play each other and you can rub it in my face if you beat me. Yes. But either way, if so if you if you lose this week, where does that put you standings wise? Is it mid or are you uh, towards the... let's wrap up the show. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, fine. Well um, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm in I'm in tenth right now. Um, no, I'm nine and eleven. Um, so this will put me down pretty low, especially because you have those extra players taking the rest of my points. 
It's still not bad, though. Mid-tier at this point, you can yeah. still build up from that. So it's not like you're in a, a do-or-die situation. Yeah, and I think you had nine more games than I did this week. Yeah. yeah, I had a bunch of people playing this week. Yeah. But sometimes that's the way it goes. Can't yeah. really control that part. All right, we'll close it out here. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning into this week's episode of Fantasy Forecheck. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening channel, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you uh, subscribe to your podcast. And to the Hockey Writers Podcast itself and YouTube pages, where you can find anything and everything else hockey-related. You can always follow me on Twitter at Stro67. And I'm there at, at Jacob Billing 10. And you can feel free to drop us a like, leave a comment. And we will keep you up to date on all things fantasy throughout the year. Thanks again, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time.